A northerner from Huddersfield. A Londoner from London. <laughs> That's chuffing obvious. I'm Nat Richards. And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined... Oh, come off it. We're just two Brits in Oz having a laugh, talking all things UK news. This is Aussie Pomcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Aussie Pomcast with me, David Baker and Natalie Richards. Hello, Natalie Nat. Yeah, I know, yeah, I got my uh, Sunday name there. Oh, Hello. Yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good. Good weekend? Good, very good weekend. Very busy weekend yeah. for us guys in media. Um, we've got a new Prime Minister. Do we? Yes, Missed we that. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr Albanese. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our new PM. Very big weekend for us, yep. obviously, over here. Um, massive alarm bells, though, for anybody who's a royalist, because he has previously spoken out about being a Republican. So We're going straight into that, are we? Yeah. Thank you. Straight into royals. Straight into royals. So there's talk that um, he might dismiss the Queen as Australia's head of state because of some comments he made some 20 years ago. Because, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> okay. so you know, recent. nothing yeah. like uh, the media to go digging through the archives here. But um, at the time, he said that he urged people to support a republic mm-hmm. because it's inevitable that we should uh, ditch the Queen as head of state. And it is, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. I think a lot of people support the Queen, especially right now. It is a jubilee year. and Yeah, maybe not do it on the yeah, kind of anniversary. Yeah, not budget. right now. We'll just go, all right, sorry, sorry to gate crash your celebrations. Years and now we won't get be out. joining you for the 71st. Look, <laughs> uh, well, I think it's an interesting debate to have, given that, you know, um, now we've got. Um, Charles waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. I know she's. We've talked before that the Queen might not have very long left, but so she's she's not going to live forever. You keep talking about it. Yeah, she, she I haven't, I've never out. mentioned it. I don't think she is on the way out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, yeah, and when uh, Charles does step in, I think that's is, is an interesting discussion to have. Uh, anti-monarchy organisations as well as already celebrating. One of them's already said it's excellent to see a pro-republic prime minister in Australia I and mean, said we've, that we've it had, will happen. We've had some before. Malcolm Turnbull was pro-republic this it's not a it. new thing but yeah. you know look, but prime ministers don't last two minutes in australia oh, yeah, well, exactly. he'll just get stabbed in the back <laughs> in 15 minutes so it's yeah. fine um but yeah look i i just you know how little i care about this kind of stuff but um it just doesn't bother me either way like do it don't do it don't care have a referendum again what a shame. i mean what a shame. we had a referendum here in 1999 right and it was a pretty close run thing but they did vote against it but it's probably time to think about it again soon i would have thought it's worth a discussion don't say that oh come on that's like, horrible but poor old queen I she's just, been doing enough without know, but it does it. she'll be fine like it's not gonna it's not gonna like not gonna ruin no. her life i mean I'm mind sure you the royals could be digging their own grave i mean god that's not a very nice term to, to use but <laughs> <laughs> they could be um yeah causing their own problems here because Better. prince andrew is uh going to join the queen reportedly on garter day uh, there he is. Unfortunately, uh, he grabs all the headlines now. And unfortunately, as well, on um, the Jubilee celebrations on Garter Day, June the 13th, it looks like he's going to grab all the headlines again because he's been invited to take part in this very pompous ceremony. Yeah. So the idea is that you'll probably see them trot around with these big feathers and this big regalia, all of this regalia. Uh, it happens every year. And the idea is it comes from medieval times. Uh, King Edward III was inspired by the tales of King Arthur and so he decided he was going to have his own Knights of the Round Table, so to speak, and make everybody dress in this pompous regalia and do what they call the Order of the Garter ceremony. Is it, if this is you trying to convince Australians that they should get they should ditch the monarchy, on. this is not because good enough reason. You get reason. to wear feathers and a big coat. You get to enjoy a 700-year-old uh, uh, like <laughs> weird pompous ceremony that no one understands with feathers in hats and you roll out old mate who's... 
Well, this is it. The Queen gets to choose her own knights around the I round table. And I she's thought he'd been stripped Andrew. of all of that. I thought he'd been... Well, you know, she can choose who she wants. And uh, she can have anybody join this round table of hers. And she's chosen Andrew reportedly. And yeah, look, <laughs> unfortunately, that's not going to bode well for the royals. I don't think that will go down very well at all. No. Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a very popular decision among many people, given his history. But there we go. He's going to be a royal knight. And uh, yeah, yeah, great. Well, yeah, Every reason to support the monarchy. Yeah. Mint. I mean, look, it's about time he gets cancelled. And, you know, we've been talking about it for a long time. Just cancel him. Get rid of him. Yeah, I'm not yeah. for cancel culture. I know but you're not. I am for, in this case, I think, unfortunately, he's just taking the shine off what should be a happy festive occasion for the Queen. And probably one of the last big celebrations like this that she's going to have to bring the nation together, really get everyone behind the royals again. And unfortunately, he's going to be the headline grabber of that one. Um, but on cancel culture, so obviously we're talking about him maybe getting cancelled. What? How do you feel about this story in the wake about the threat of Shakespeare being cancelled? What being a load <laughs> of rubbish! I mean, seriously, like Shakespeare. I mean, we're talking about old things here again. Old things. Old things. Yeah. Shakespeare. Old things. Yep. But you know, back in the olden days. Yeah. But Shakespeare. There's a lot of phrases that come from Shakespeare. We've got him to thank for a lot of things in the English <laughs> language. Good riddance. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a Shakespeare. I thought you were just <laughs> no. just ending the show. Good riddance. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you. Bye. Um, yeah, that, that comes from Shakespeare. There are many others. I'm saying that because I don't know them all. <laughs> but I do know that good riddance is one of them, right? And he's influenced language in a, a massive way. Yeah. It's very important, I think, for us to be learning Shakespeare in schools. Not that I'm saying we have to do every class in Latin. But yeah. I think it's important that, you know, we have a, a knowledge of it. And at least, you know, you do it in your reading lessons. We used to do, I can't remember what we did, Hamlet, I think. Yeah. Not Hamlet, Hamlet. Hamlet. <clears throat> You'll just see your version. But um, just to give some context about why this is actually even being talked about. I mean, there is no reason for it to be talked about, to be honest. But this is the, uh, you would have read about her at some, to- at some, to- some point or another. Oh God, I can't speak Come on. Today. Oh, no, sorry. Come on, London. Speak yeah. properly. <laughs> speak properly, Sort it out. Hamlet. Um, so she is... She's been dubbed the strictest headmaster in in the whole of the UK. She actually runs a school that's not far from where I grew up, but it wasn't there when I left England. Um, but anyway, it's covering called- yourself there. Nothing to do with me. Well, I mean, <laughs> there are no schools to do with me. Like I, I don't run any schools. Um, but yeah, so she she's a she's a she considers herself a reformist. She thinks she's changing the way that we do schools, and she has helped the Conservative Party with some of their policy and stuff. And so she runs this school called uh, Michaela, Michaela College or Community College or something. And she um, she's basically arguing that... And so interesting, she's a very interesting character, and she is herself a black female author, and she's saying, don't ditch, black, don't ditch dead white men like William Shakespeare mm. for literary female or black people, yeah, basically. Yeah, for a bit in the name of diversity. Exactly. Because, well, you know, he might be a dead white man, he's also an important white man that we need to learn from. Yes, but the problem with all of this, right, is I, I don't disagree with her. Um, and if you read on, she does actually then go to say, but we should also have those things. Because, of course, you should mm. also have those things. You can otherwise have both, you can't, Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you know, but, why not both? Exactly, but, but no one is advocating for the, the end of Shakespeare, so it's all a bit So she's of sort of pointless. saying it before it's really an yeah. argument. So Do you reckon someone's just brought it up at parents' evening? She's no, just gone, just, let's make this a thing. It's just faux outrage. 
Like someone says something on Twitter and says basically, oh, next thing they'll cancel Shakespeare. No, they're not. No one's canceling Shakespeare. And that's we're talking about it's it. absolute nonsense. And it us guys in the media me have made a story yeah, about it. Exactly, and here we are talking yeah, about exactly. it on a podcast. Exactly. It works, It's not happening. It? So <laughs> some academics in America have talked about it. But guess what? America doesn't have the same history with Shakespeare that England does. So it's a completely pointless kind of comparison. I just like It just annoys me when someone brings up faux outrage to then spark division when it doesn't exist. Mm. No one is advocating for the death of... Well, he's dead, but advocating for the end of Shakespeare being no. taught. Like, did, did you watch? Did you learn in, about Shakespeare in school? Did you? Yes, did, it's did on the curriculum. Reading? Everybody does it. What like, did you have? What did I have? Yeah, I did a bit of Hamlet. And you did Hamlet, Hamlet as well. We did Othello. Hamlet. Othello. Oh, you did it too. Oh, yeah, where's the I did you go? Multiple. Uh, Macbeth. Yeah, we Romeo went. To, and we went to see Romeo and Juliet. Did you? Once, the real we? ones. <laughs> no, no. Oh, me and you. Ones. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We went to see Amateur Dramatic. Amateur Dramatic for yeah, Romeo and Juliet. To the soundtrack of Guns N' Roses. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun. unique take on uh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It was. But you know, we wouldn't have had that story had it not been for Shakespeare. Exactly. And so that's thanks the, for fun. And look, night that's out. the beauty of William Shakespeare, right? As in, sure, there are lots of misogynistic, lots of kind of uh, homophobic, other elements in there that aren't representative of where we are today. But add a bit of Guns N' Roses and you yeah. give it a new flavour, don't you? You give what? it a new kind of up-to-date flavour. What a night that was. No, the whole point is that you yeah. can teach those things by teaching Shakespeare. Like, don't eradicate it from history. It's stupid. No. You, you Whether he's a, a white bloke or a black bloke or whatever has no bearing on it. It's, it's a significant figure in history. And yeah. that's, that should and be the long and short of it. you about iambic pentameter if you don't have Shakespeare, do you? What? Exactly. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we should speak about other people who perhaps might end up being... <laughs> other iambic pentameters. <laughs> other white males. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of white males, yeah. um, Boris. Yeah. Boris in trouble again. Yeah. It's just this will, will not go away for him, will it? This is Partygate. And um, some new footage has emerged of him on November 13th, 2020, to be precise. Well, that's very specific, yeah, thank yeah. you. I do not have that written down. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so it like was, it was yesterday. He was in the middle of lockdown. Yeah. And the second lockdown, I think it was. Yeah, so they're, they're smack in the middle of it. Everybody's like rightly quite knocked off about prospect of spending Christmas in lockdown. And here he is. Yeah. At the party that says did well, not take place, but you well, know. Yeah, so I think mm. that's the, the main controversy around this. And so the images that I think actually show him sort of raising a glass and toasting up the I think we've spoken about him before, the head of communications that was leaving, it was his leaving party. Um, party? Yeah, well, mm. sorry, leaving nibbles or cheese or yeah, whatever what they called it. I don't rubbish. know what they called it. Work function. Yeah, exactly. But um uh, yeah, the controversy around it is that he in Parliament did say he wasn't there at one point and then it got investigated by the police and the police did issue fines to people at that party but didn't issue a fine to him even though... Suspicious. And so now there are images of him clearly at the party and so the Liberal Democrats have actually called for an investigation into the police about their... Totally agree. ...investigation into the party. Yeah. And so it's just become... But the thing is, do you want to be that one? Do you want to be the one that gives the Prime Minister a fine, really? Well, you won't I want mean, to be that person. Go on, you do it, and I'll do it. Yeah, but it's not. You do it. It's just Greg from accounting at the Met Police. Like yeah. no one's going. Who's going to put their signature on this <laughs> I one? Don't, I don't think but anybody's going to care. Know. But anyway, like as in, it's just it is becoming just like this weird kind of bureaucratic nightmare now, whereby there's the Metropolitan Police looking into it. There's the 
the police watchdog looking into the Metropolitan Police. There's the Sue Gray report that still isn't out. There was last week the Treasurer came out and said that Sue Gray had initiated a conversation with Boris Johnson to talk about the report. And now it's come out that that was actually initiated by number 10 Downing Street. So and Boris Johnson apparently said at this meeting with Sue Gray, um, don't release the report because it's all basically out there anyway. What a load of crap. I mean, I think no smoke without fire in my eyes. I think it, well, we'd know by now I mean, if there, he definitely there, wasn't there. But there um, is smoke and fire. There's a photo of him raising a glass <laughs> exactly, at the party. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, well, I mean, we we don't have beers at work anymore. You know, we're not doing that. We certainly weren't doing that. <laughs> we certainly, yeah. certainly don't do that during lockdown. You know, we wouldn't, you know, we're spending minimal time at work, yeah. you know, and getting out of here because I we mean, want to be around I mean, you spend minimal time at work, oh, aren't you? shut up. <laughs> shut up. Don't say that coming out of election weekend. Uncalled no, yeah, that's true. That's something. Uncalled for. Um, but yeah, not, not good to, whatever happened, it's not a brilliant look during a pandemic. I know. And it's, and it's worth saying that there's been no update or no kind of resolution to the Keir Starmer stuff, obviously the Labour mm-hmm. leader who's under investigation for his own beer gate. So that's still on- ongoing. So this this is basically going to go on forever. It's this England's we're a new Brexit. He said politicians. It's our new Brexit, basically. We'll just be talking about it forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And so from one pandemic to another, monkeypox. Yeah. I've become a bit of an expert on this. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you really? I, I don't believe that for a Do second. you know you can get up to a thousand lesions on your body from monkeypox if that's not enough to put people off and scare people about getting this then i don't know what is all right but let's let's not scare everybody just yet because yeah. it's not a pandemic to start not Let, yet. let's make that not yet make that clear yeah, so but it could be an, could be one it's an outbreak at the moment you see this is how this is how covid started no not really yeah but you know it's a bit scarier isn't it like lumps on your body uh, well i mean they're both pretty scary but so monkeypox right yes so it's endemic to the west of Africa. So it has happened many, many mm-hmm. times. And so there are many positive things to take from the way in which it's spreading and the amount of people that are getting it. There's been 200 cases. It's pretty rare for people outside of West Africa to get it, but it has appeared in the UK before. So yeah. it's not unheard of. I feel like this wouldn't be a story to anybody had we not just come out of the COVID I, pandemic I or think, on our way out. Of I it. think it would get far less column inches than yeah. it is because but, there's 200 cases, as I said. I mean, and clearly, it's not a nice thing to have. But the the difference is with COVID, I think, is that it's skin to skin. You only get it from skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, you get this horrible rash and these lesions, which is, uh, you know, horrendous thing to go it through. It sounds I think. horrible. And also, it's, it comes with the fever and the cold. Sounds like the bubonic kind of, plague. Eddie, yeah, exactly. back pain. Um, but because it's skin to skin, it's obviously far less infectious. So far fewer people are likely to get it. And if you do get it, it's going to be quite clear that you have it. Uh, I think the other thing to worth noting is that it it is however spreading which is a problem mm. and it is now in australia it's in australia yes but there's only well there's one confirmed case i think that's in new yeah, south one wales in, and no one, one in victoria okay. and one possible case in new south wales okay so it's here yep. and um west australians have been issued alert just this yep. week as well just to watch out for it there's another thing looking i mean fevers headaches all that are, are quite common this time of year. Yeah, now we've yeah. got COVID here as well. Yeah. There's 80,000 cases plus um, but the idea as is we the, speak today. I think the idea, well, it is in the UK at the moment, is that you isolate for 21 days. And so mm. that clears you of it. And so... It's a long a, time. Uh, yeah. People, do, I mean, and just think as well, the, the sort of shadow pandemic in the mental health aspect of mm. it, this becomes a massive deal. 21 days as opposed to seven days, which seven days did everybody's head in. Mm. Like seven days is a long time to just hang around your house, like just being sick. 
Like not being able to go anywhere. Don't laugh. That's not, not funny. No, I, know I imagine you funny. haven't. I know, I know, I know, but I'm just 21 thinking. 21 days. That's three weeks. I know. That's, that's rotten. Like 750 episodes of Homes Under the Hammer. Oh, like, man. Oh, you go stir crazy yeah. for 21 days. I mean, I really hope this doesn't become a bigger deal because if it does, then we're all in a lot of trouble. Here. I know, but let's not get into the, the realm of scaremongering because I don't think it's going to be. Let's hope it's not going to be a bigger deal. I think it's no. going to be. It'll have a new name anyway. It won't be Monkey Pox. It'll be like M, M27 or something. Well, no, it probably is called that, and we call it monkeypox. So it? Is it? Is it got that yeah, name it's like, you know, how COVID is. Let's not find out the name. Coronavirus is COVID two official. stars. Like, it'll have some fancy name like plants or fancy. Oh my god! Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Shakespeare to thank for that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a very scary thought. But another scary thought is anybody looking to buy a house in the UK right now, because house prices are absolutely booming. Look at that. If you're watching on the YouTube, you can see that they've soared by a record-breaking £55,000. It's about 100 grand Aussie since the pandemic began. Now, this is very much a thing, I think, around the world, Mm -hmm. is that people are wanting to upgrade the homes because they've been stuck inside for too long during lockdown. Everybody wants a fancy house. House prices, as a result, have absolutely boomed. A lot of people making lifestyle decisions as well now, uh, prioritising their home life. Um, A lot of people working from home. Mm -hmm. So um, your home is becoming a big part of your life all of a sudden you know you're not out and about as much this is um the average house price now in the uk is three hundred and sixty seven thousand pounds yeah that is absolutely massive yeah and like that's completely i mean it's more than it is here well it's a, i think it's not far off about the same actually yeah but a bit more conversion bit more but with perth but but you're talking perth against the whole of the uk yeah. And so obviously, so, uh, yeah. Go on. So your end, your oh, end of the scale be insane. Expensive. It's like six hundred grand. Yeah, it'd be like fifty pence up now. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> gone yeah, up to seventy five now. Fifteen bed, four bathroom. No, yeah, but imagine. the houses are much more expensive. I've noticed. Yeah, um, yeah of around, course. I noticed this when I went back. Not that I was looking to you know. Look, not as looking in real estate windows or anything like that, but you do notice like people talking about how house prices have boomed. Mm. Um, it's it's well, it's, it's interesting because it's it's is a result of a pandemic. Everybody's wanting to move somewhere nice, somewhere with a nice big office, somewhere yeah. with a nice big garden. But it's quite interesting. You don't want to be stuck in a, a little tiny shoebox, do you, yeah. during a pandemic? But I do think it's quite interesting that our generation obviously complains about the boomer generation who bought houses for 15 grand and then it rose to like 400 grand. But remember, their wages were nothing as well. I know, but we got, like, we were lucky enough to get on the property ladder at some point. Yeah. And now our houses have doubled in price or whatever. Yeah. So it's just the same same problem. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It still means, you know, interest rates are going up. It still doesn't mean it's cheap for any of us. No, no. Um, But over here... Don't get get me wrong, I I can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lose my house. Which is why we're doing this. Please like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) So, over in Perth, we've hit a record median house price of $622,000. It's about 350 grand English. That is massive. Because I remember when we moved here, I mean, Mm. they're talking 18 years ago nearly now, and I remember you used to be able to buy, for the price of the average house in Uddersfield, you used to be able to buy two over here. And now you you struggle to get one. It, you used to be able to yeah, buy so two houses. Yeah, so I was trying houses. to work that mass out. Because I thought that the average price in, in Huddersfield, when you moved here, you could you, right now you could just get an avocado for that. Oh, shut up. Avocados, <laughs> we don't even know what they we are. Don't even, we don't even have we them. We don't even what even are they. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, no, you used to be able to buy, I know that I've had relatives move over here, mm. and they could have at the time bought two houses if, if they'd have yeah, wanted right. to, with the, the amount they sold from the UK, which is massive. And now I think you'd struggle to do like for like. Yeah. Um, which is a big deal for anybody looking to emigrate out here at the moment um and 
you know, what people like to stay looking for lifestyle changes. Mm. So um, and that part of that might be moving to a nice big house with a pool, which you might only just be able to afford now. Whereas before you could easily afford it. Perth used to be cheap to English people. Yeah. Yep. It's not anymore. And this is often often a direct result of the pandemic as well. Um, I say good for us. We're making a bit of money on our homes, but only any good if you're selling, isn't it? Yeah, or until I buy again, like try and bu- like go mm. to another house and I can't afford it. So yeah, until, you yeah. go, until you go and move somewhere super cheap. So I'll just country. be in that house for the rest of my life mm. and then I give it to my child and then the same thing repeats I mean, your itself. Your child is rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congrats, Alice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of rich. Yeah, go on. Sorry, that's that's, that's the best. That's, that's, so, that's worse than one of my segues. I thought it was all right. You know, you <clears> were talking about it last week. The, the richest game in football. Yep, it's coming up for you guys, obviously. <laughs> but also, this weekend. What a remarkable end to the Premier League season mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, you know, there's been a couple over the last kind of 25 years that have kind of been in the same realm as this one. But is it hurt to see that? <clears throat> no, no, you, no. Ne- when are you ever going to be? Oh yeah, we're never going to do it. No, Spurs. Of course, we're talking yeah, yeah, about exactly. here. Well, we haven't done it. Spurs, we haven't done it since 1961. So I don't think it's going to happen. Not in your lifetime. No, not in your lifetime. That must hurt. Well, thanks for confirming. I'm not, I'm younger than 61. <laughs> though, so that's, that's, You're welcome. That's, um, but yeah, remarkable end of the season. That basically they went two 0 down. They needed to win, and Man City won in the last 10 minutes of the game. Scored three goals in the last 15 minutes. Sorry, brilliant, unbelievable, and. Not so good for you, obviously, was another game that shifted and kind of changed yeah. over the course of the day. Leeds are staying up. Leeds are staying up. Such a shame. They scored an 89th minute winner I know. to secure um, their space in the Premiership next year. I so did not watch the game live because I do not get up in the middle of the night to watch Leeds play. 11 o'clock. <laughs> it's middle of the night for me. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, look, I, I did find out from looking at my social media, seeing all these fans jumping up and down, and I just said, oh, no, they stayed up. But it would have been brilliant to see Huddersfield go up this season and Leeds get relegated. Why? Surely you want to play them next year? Yeah, we do, because it's a brilliant game, but I also would have loved to revel in their demise. Okay, okay. And, you know, everybody, we all hate Leeds. But it's yeah, still an opportunity. Still an opportunity for us to go up. Really hope we do now. Pressure's yeah. on. Uh, we're going to play Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the weekend. Sunday. Yep, Sunday Sunday night, early morning, Monday morning yep. here. So Monday is going to be a fun day at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, very much looking forward to it. And, you know, I really hope we can pull it off again. Not convinced this time. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. Mm. But you know what? We've got a knack of losing against the crap teams and winning against a good team so you know what by that logic we've done it already so. oh wow okay <laughs> you went from pessimistic to it's definitely gonna happen it's definitely yeah, it's going the switch. to happen but yeah big big weekend everyone in football. In, oh everyone in Huddersfield's going big weekend of football obviously a couple of playoff games a couple of different leagues and then you've mm. got the champions league which is on saturday or very early sunday morning and liverpool still trying to get the treble so yeah there's still quite a lot going on but then that's it that's yeah. it for another year so i'll tell you what though it's, it's going to be a big Big night. And I tell you what, if it's time to rob a bank in Huddersfield, it's on, it's, it's on Sunday. I mean, it's so never everybody time Everybody in Huddersfield is going to be there. Why are you advocating for people I say to that. I shouldn't bank. say that. My cousin's no. a copper and she will not be happy. She's yeah, working I mean, in It's not that day. that's the problem. It's the advocating of robbing busy. a bank. She's yeah. very busy. Yeah, exactly. Leave you don't want to make your copper friend don't, busy. Don't rob a bank because my cousin will be too busy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> on that bombshell, thanks very much for joining us if you're still watching on the youtube so like and subscribe please and if you're still listening god bless thank you thank you thank you very much and we'll we'll see you or hear you or you'll hear us next week 
Aussie Pomcast is brought to you by the West Australian and Perth Now. Hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bongiolo. You can find other podcasts produced by Seven West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome.